You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. I'm Delaney Williams and joined today by Sarah McLean and Suzanne Burnett. Hello ladies, how are y'all doing today? Hey, doing, doing good. great. We are excited today to be sharing with our listeners about Unit 9, Session 3, and that is titled, God Provided for Ruth. Our story is going to be found in the book of Ruth. And so when we think about the big idea for this session, we talk about how last week we heard the story of Samson, and that Samson was a judge in Israel. So God used Samson's death to save the Israelites from their enemies. And Samson's story reminds us that God rescued sinners through Jesus' death on the cross. And so today's story will show us how God saved a woman in a desperate situation by sending a family redeemer to help her. This story will remind us of how God did not leave us in our sin, but he sent his son, Jesus, as our true redeemer. This next part of our episode, we want to talk about some activities that may need a little extra prep time or special instructions. And so I'll start with our babies and toddlers and younger preschool leader guides. And so with our babies and toddlers, there is an activity called Look at Grain. Just a reminder to our teachers, as you are filling up these bags with hair gel, you may decide to use a quart-sized bag rather than a sandwich bag, it be a little larger. And also you could select a freezer bag in the quart size. So it will be a little sturdier, a little thicker. So again, you may want to double bag those to help prevent leaks from that. But whenever you're filling up the bags with the hair gel, remember that you only have to fill it up about halfway full and the activity will work well. There's no need to fill the whole bag with the hair gel. And so you just want to also make sure that the bags are securely closed and even place some duct tape around those as well to make sure none will leak out. And then also there's an activity called go home. Sarah and Suzanne, I know y'all working with kids, you've been there whenever children have been going through separation anxiety, right? And so I know some of our listeners listening, are, they're probably names of children are coming to mind of children who have, or who are currently experiencing separation anxiety. And so sometimes when you mention home, that can, you know, cause them to maybe experience that again, or, you know, start crying thinking, you know, is it time to go home? Is it not time to go home? And so with this activity, if you have some children that are currently experiencing separation anxiety, I'd encourage you to choose your words carefully as you're talking with them through this activity and maybe focus on what it might have been like for Naomi and Ruth to travel. And that will help it be a smoother time as you teach those babies with that. And so also in our younger preschool leader guide, there is an activity called Taste Foods Made from Wheat. So as a reminder, you'll need an allergy alert. And also there are some suggestions in the leader guide for some foods that you can provide for the kids that are made from wheat. Also as a reminder for children who have allergies or sensitivities to wheat, you wanna make sure to provide an alternative for them to make sure that they can participate in the activity 
but also you want to touch base with their parents prior to the session to verify if it is consumption allergy or if it's airborne, because if it's airborne, then that's something you definitely do not need to have in the classroom. Those are just some helpful reminders I wanted to mention. And so Suzanne, if you'll go ahead and talk about our older preschool. So in our older preschool leader guide, there is an activity at the beginning and it's called Farm by Hand. And this is an activity where you're going to provide dirt or soil and the leader guide says to put toy vegetables in the dirt. But if you wanna expand on that, you could put real carrots, onions, and potatoes in the dirt for the kids to interact with. I think that'll be something exciting for them to do. If you are gonna do that, make sure that you post that on your allergy alert in your classroom. And if you're worried that that might be a waste of carrots and onions and potatoes, just wash them off and throw them in your crock pot when you get home. And then you've got dinner that day. There you go. And follow Suzanne for more preparation tips or (laughs) time-saving tips for teachers. That's great. And if you don't have the real ones, and like you said, definitely the play ones, they can role play with that as well. And so, Sarah, do you mind sharing with our listeners about the Kids Leader Guide? Sure. So for the younger kids leader guide, there is an activity that's called gather the grain. And for this activity, it deals with rice. And so you want to just maybe as a precaution and to avoid having rice all over the floor, it might be a good idea to consider lining a pathway on the floor with large strips of brown paper to help catch any rice that may fall to the ground. Sometimes it gets hard for those tiny little grains of rice to be vacuumed up, especially if they get embedded into carpet, if kids step on them or anything. So having that paper there will just make cleanup a lot easier and avoid uh, a more messy situation. And then for kids worship, there is an activity with the group demonstration where kids are going to be using some cornstarch and some water mixture. And I have to say, like, this is something that my boys love to do. We have done this so many times. In fact, I can't even tell you how many boxes of cornstarch I have gone through because we make this all the time. And so in the leader guide, it suggests using a fork. However, it might be really fun for the kids to use their hands and actually touch and feel. It's a really great sensory activity because this is one of those very strange substances that's not really a solid and it's not really a liquid. So they're kind of like feeling back and forth and they squeeze it with their hand and it comes more solid and then they open their hand up and as it settles, it becomes more like a liquid. So I, I think it would be really fun for the kids to kind of actually use their hands for this. If again, that's something that you're comfortable with and um, you would feel like your kids could really enjoy in your class. And you know, Sarah, I was just going to say, if our teachers have never done this, it'd be fun, therapeutic, even as you're preparing for the lesson. And to see, I mean, like you said, it is, it is amazing. It's one of those things that you're like, wow, it's a solid, mm-hmm. now it's a liquid. And right. so it is, it's very interesting. And so leaders, if you have never experienced it, I would encourage you to get you some cornstarch and do it. And like you said, the kids are going to love it. Right. Another thing to have on hand is just make sure you have some extra paper towels there if you are letting the kids use their hands. And then for the midweek leader guide, there is a group game called Captain May I. And just for fun, this might be something that you could play outside if the weather is really nice. You know, sometimes a change in scenery and and getting outdoors just kind of creates a different kind of atmosphere for the kids to learn and enjoy and and play different games. And so if the weather is nice again, this might be something fun for you to go outside and do. 
Great insights. And thank you very much for sharing about the kids' resources. Next, we want to move to the part of our podcast where we talk about something that excites us or stands out to us in this session. And so, Sarah, if you'll go ahead and start, what is something that excites you about how God provided for Ruth? Yeah, you know, this is, gosh, man, the book of Ruth is such a beautiful, beautiful story. We have this Moabite woman who is not a Hebrew, and she's we see later throughout the story that she does become grafted into God's family. And it just creates a beautiful picture of redemption. And so I'm excited that kids are really going to get to dig into this biblical truth more about how God provides for our redemption and how we see that happening in the story of Ruth through the family redeemer, through God using Boaz to kind of redeem Ruth. And so I think it's really important that leaders kind of point out that we cannot save ourselves. You know, Ruth, she was kind of dependent upon Boaz for her her rescuing, for her redeeming. And that's the same with us. We cannot save ourselves. There's nothing that we can do to earn God's love. There's no, not, you know, so many good things that we have to do to try to prove ourselves as we're, like, we're worthy to God. So I think that helping kids really understand that that it's God who provides for us, that we don't have any kind of acting work, you know, that we have to do to earn God's favor, that he's the one that provides for us. And I also think that, you know, it's really interesting to see that Ruth was a Moabite woman and she was not a Hebrew. And I think this just points again to God's salvation to all people, right? That doesn't matter where you're from, what you look like, what culture you grew up in, that God has chosen to redeem people from every tribe, nation, and tongue. And I just think that is a beautiful picture of what heaven is and the new earth is going to look like one day. And I also think, Sarah, that this story also shows family. And it really hits and highlights family and how different family situations and what they look like. And so I think as we have these conversations with kids, the subject of family will come up. And we talk about Naomi and Ruth and Boaz and how they all came together. And so I think when those conversations come up in our classroom, we do need to be sensitive to different types of family situations. I come from a background of doing foster care and having foster children in our home. And right now my husband and I were going through adoption through that process. And so our family it looks a little different than what another family may look like. Um, You may have some families that are going through divorce or maybe parents aren't involved at all. And so I think in those situations, we just need to be sensitive. Um, When kids talk about that, we want to let them talk about that openly. And also, we don't want to ask any intrusive questions about their family that may trigger some emotions there for them as well. So I think that's something we may want to keep in mind. Those are great points, ladies, and something that we all need to remember, especially for this week, but then also in coming weeks as well as we teach. And, you know, as I think about this story, I also think, especially even from the lens of preschoolers and even some younger kids, the term family redeemer may be one that will be difficult for them to understand. And so as teachers, we need to make sure that we help unpack that, if you will, and help them understand that in that culture, that was their, each family had a redeemer. Something how they can understand that may be, you know, you talk about how families can help each other, how we can help our family, how people in our family help us. We may not have that term, family redeemer, in our culture, but that's the thought of that, you know, like Boaz. Boaz is 
Ruth's redeemer and he took care of her. And so we have family members that help take care of us, but also helping them see that Jesus is our redeemer. Jesus is the one that ultimately takes care of us. Teachers and listeners, we want to thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for Kids in Preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.